Welcome to Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. Here's to Your Health discusses the current thinking and wellness, bringing you the most influential thinkers in beauty, fitness, and longevity. Your host, Joshua Lane, was part of the Dr. Ann Wigmore team that helped bring wheatgrass, sprouts, and raw foods to a worldwide audience. And now the host of Here's to Your Health, Joshua Lane. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. Uh, my guest the, is an author who wrote a book about ADHD, and the book is called Warrior Mom, and the author's name is Tracy Slepovic. And uh, Tracy, the author of Warrior Mom, has a child who has autism and has written a book about the ideas that she has found that work to help her child. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, I'm a, it's a great pleasure to have you on. I uh, know the value of your work. I understand your ideas uh, largely, and frankly, I support them. So, Tracy, I think the most important thing is, can you please give the listeners of Here's to Your Health a definition of autism? So, autism is, it has to do with, it's a broad spectrum of things. So, you know, in ADHD and ADD are on that spectrum. So you can have a high spectrum, a low spectrum as on functionality. So it has to do with communication skills, um, motor skills, uh, verbal. There's, there's so many different things that come into play in regards to autism and what autism is. Um, but it's, it's pretty much the functionality of of a child and um, uh, where on the spectrum that they're that they're at, uh, in in it's you know social skills, all those different things come into play for for these kids and where where it is they are in functionality. Now the term autism is you know there's a lot of children now who are being diagnosed with autism on some sort of spectrum. And it's not a problem that really occurred, say, 40 or 50 years ago, as I understand no. it. And so based on what you know, and now, of course, this is conjecture, but what do you feel is the origin of the problem? What do you think contributes to problems with autism? So you can have a genetic predisposition for anything. Um, it's going to be some sort of environmental factor that triggers it. And, you know, making sure you check for those genetic predispositions um, is very important. But uh, do I feel like the number one thing that I really feel is is slingshotting these kids into a regressive autism, which is what happened to my son, um, are vaccines and all the preservatives and vaccines. So, you, you know, you have a lot of neurotoxins and vaccines because you you you've got your aluminum adjuvants, you've got your thermarosol, which is still in flu shots. Um, that's your mercury. And, you know, the childhood vaccine schedule is, is pretty insane. So, so you're right. So many years ago, these kids weren't getting uh, all these vaccines, but now um, in just their childhood vaccines. I think it's right around 74 vaccines, which is slightly insane. So when I was a child, it was only 12. 
Um, and then there's, there's other environmental factors, uh, the food you eat glyphosate is huge. So glyphosate is in everything almost, almost because it's in roundup and a lot of foods, genetically modified foods, um, are what they call roundup ready. So glyphosate is in roundup and it roundup can kill like all the minerals in the soil. So it gets into the minerals and it depletes the minerals in the soil. So you're not even getting, uh, you know, your, your proper nutrition when eating these foods. And so there's, there's a number of things, you know, the air you breathe, the, you know, volatile organic compounds, you know, cleaning solutions that we use. I mean, we're surrounded by toxins, but there's air, water, um, all sorts of stuff, but food is a huge one. And sometimes I even think that that glyphosate in food and how it gets into everything is almost as severe as, you know, the vac- the number of vaccines that kids receive. Um, so really, you know, trying your best to eliminate these things as much as possible um, to create a healthy environment for your child or for your family in general uh, is the best thing that you can do. And then for, for these kids who have neurological challenges, not just autism, but there's, there's so many different uh, neurodevelopmental disorders. Um, addressing those underlying conditions is very important. So we also find that if you have a messed up gut, it's going to affect your brain because your nervous system is connected from your gut to your brain. So in this, it, I really addressed first and foremost, Noah's gut issues, um, antibiotics that he was on for chronic ear infections and the chronic ear infections, um, are directly related to receiving vaccines, you know? Um, so vaccines can cause asthma, allergies, um, you know, it weakens your immune system. Right. So as we think that it boosts our immune system, it does the complete opposite. It, it pretty much tanks it. So, um, you know, eliminating those things as much as possible, addressing the underlying conditions, any type of gut issues and inflammation in the body and going towards a more non-inflammatory approach to eating, clean eating, organic as much as possible. Like I can't even stress it, how important it is to eat organic because so many of these foods and why we build up intolerances to them is because of the glyphosate in it. And, you know, organic non-GMO meats that are not pumped with hormones and, you know, um, and antibiotics, all that stuff is is super that that is what you put into your body is the most important thing for those just tuning into the show our guest is tracy slobovic and tracy is the author of a book called warrior mom talking about how she is uh treating or working with her child who has autism tracy you mentioned thymerosal now that is kind of the polite name for mercury which is added Mm -hmm. to vaccines. And as I understand it, the World Health Organization says the human body has zero tolerance for mercury. 
And also you mentioned 73 vaccines that U.S. children are given, and I believe that's more than any other nation. I think the Japanese, a scientific country, I think they give 43 vaccines. When I was a child, I think we got uh, one or two polio vaccines. And so it does seem possible, doesn't it, that the vaccinations, those medications, are responsible. But of course, that would make a lot of people very unhappy. So now your book, Warrior Mom, talking about autism and your child, have you found that people who formerly were friends of yours or family will no longer talk to you? Um, I haven't, actually. I've been on this journey for a long time. It's been about 14 years. So Noah is going to be 18 years old next week. And he's fully functioning. He's driving. He's he's doing really well. He just graduated from high school with honors. He's going off to college and um, he's doing really well. And I mean, he doesn't, you know, abide by my um, nutritional standards anymore because he just wants to eat the American diet because uh-huh. he was deprived his whole life. <laughs> I see. Okay. But All right. At some point, we got to let go and let him, you know experience these things on their own and fall on their face and pick them back up. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a really long time. So throughout this journey, my family and my friends and those close to me watched Noah regress, watched him actually come to when I started addressing those underlying conditions. So I have really not gotten any kickback from friends or family at all. They know me. They know um, I have been an activist on on this side of things, you know, for, for children's health. And, you know, I just joined the board for Children's Health Defense California and just to really educate parents. But you know, anybody um, that's, you know, within my family or friend circle knows who I am and what I stand for, and they love and respect me for it. Um, and if they don't, then you know, I it's that's their choice. Right. But um, I have not had that experience. All righty, I'm actually glad to hear that. Uh, our guest is Tracy Slobovic, and Tracy is the author of a book uh, published this year uh, called Warrior Mom, and the foreword. Uh, was actually given by Andrew Wakefield, the MD in Britain, very influential uh, scientist, researcher, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who I certainly respect his work. Uh, he wrote a very nice, uh, uh, I guess, foreword uh, for Tracy's new book. Endorsement. Endorsement, so, endorsement, so sorry. It's even, better. Be endorsement. it's even better. Uh, 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 Tracy's a new book, uh, Warrior Mom. Tracy, may I ask this question? I understand that you served in the U.S. military in the United States Air Force. In retrospect, as a, I imagine you joined as a very young uh, person, did you receive a lot of vaccinations when you went in that were mandatory? And do you feel now, in retrospect, that you wish you had not received those? Um, yes and yes. So when I went in, I think the military standard is about 13 vaccines in one single day. Ooh, wow. Um, and then every year you were given a flu shot, which every year I got the worst flu um, soon after. And I remember getting a typhoid shot and not like the right side of my body going numb and not being able to function for about a week. Um, so that was pretty severe. 
And do I believe that my toxic load was probably passed on to my child? I do. I have my own, you know, um, stuff that has come up since I've been in the military, you know, very young, diagnosed with glaucoma. Um, glaucoma. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me, Tracy, for jumping in. So, in other words, now, we all know that they only take the cream of American youth in the military. And most people in this country can't pass the physical and can't serve. So if you were chosen to serve in the military, then obviously you must have been a very healthy person. So you mean to tell me that you had, you received a, an inoculation and then for the next week, your your body was not working on one side? Um, later on is when I got typhoid. So I think it was like a year or so after I went into the military that I got typhoid. But yes, I did start to have joint pain and migraines, um, you know, problems with my vision. Um, I'm now deaf in one ear, you know, all these different things. Do right. I, you know, can I directly relate it to vaccines? I, I can't, but I can tell you prior to that, I was, I was very healthy. I was very active um, and took very good care of myself and I was physically fit. Yes. Right. And Tracy, may I ask, did you serve four years? How many years did you serve in the Air Force? I served four years. Okay, and then, and then, you, then you left the service. Okay. Uh, and uh, the, and Noah, your, your child, who's now an 18-year-old, uh, when you first discovered that he wasn't functioning the way you thought, oh, my, what's happened to my, my boy, uh, what did you think it was at first? You know, honestly... I didn't know. I kept asking my pediatrician and I kept getting the same answer of, oh, it's normal. It's normal for for him to regress and, you know, all these things that she just kept saying, he just needs speech. He's fine. He'll be OK. Um, so for two and a half years, it took me to try and figure out what was wrong with my child. And that was a big reason why I wrote the book. Um, it, the first part is my story of trials and tribulations and everything they overcame. Second part is what do you do if you even think your child could have any neurological disorder? What are your resources? Where do you go? And then the third part is very much about the healing modalities that I used and different things to address underlying conditions. Wow. Well, Tracy, listen, this is uh, 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 our guest, uh, Tracy Suplovic, and Tracy wrote the new book, uh, published this year called Warrior Mom, uh, forward by Andrew Wakefield, and Robert F. Kennedy wrote a little nice thing about it, and I'm a big fan of both of those uh, individuals. Uh, Tracy, where can listeners of Here's to Your Health uh, pick up a copy of your new book, Warrior Mom, and how can listeners contact you directly to receive nutritional advice from you? So my book is sold wherever books are sold online, so they can get it anywhere, pretty much. It's Warrior Mom, A Mother's Journey and Healing Her Son with Autism. They can also go to warriormom.org. And if they purchase a copy of my book and they have questions, they can reach out and go to info at warriormom.org. And then soon, come February 2nd and 3rd, I'm going to be doing an autism summit um in san antonio which will be a two-day conference for parents of kids with neurological disorders and that is autismhealth.com tracy let, let me have that again it's going to be in san antonio when is that again february 2nd and 3rd and they can go through autismhealth.com to register
Well, thank you very much. Our guest has been Tracy Sleplovic, and Tracy is the author of a book called Warrior Mom about autism and her son, Noah, who's now 18 and doing, doing well. This is an important topic. So if you get a chance, uh, please uh, contact Tracy uh, again. And her new book is called Warrior Mom. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after these important messages. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. Most American diets are low in cold water fish that are abundant in important omega-3 oils. DHA and EPA are the vital components of fish oil that provide healthy benefits. Not only are they crucial for brain and vision development, they're very important for cardiovascular health. Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great-tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right, Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence. For Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency, and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. That's right. Ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. There has been much discussion recently about the problems associated with Alzheimer's disease here in the United States and I guess around the world. And to discuss this uh, complex problem, we have Dr. George Grossberg, uh, a medical physician, MD, who will discuss the, uh, the terrible problem that we have with Alzheimer's. Dr. Grossberg, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Nice to be with you, Josh. Yeah, now, Dr. Grossberg, as I kind of recognize, there's been a great deal of discussion about Alzheimer's over the past, say, year or so. And uh, why is there so much focus on Alzheimer's now? Well, you know, Alzheimer's disease is a huge disease. Uh, unlike a lot of other uh, medical problems, which are much less common, uh, we have about 6.7 million older Americans uh, with Alzheimer's disease. The numbers are growing dramatically because the number one risk factor is advanced age. So because we're living longer and staying healthier longer, unfortunately, we have a greater risk of developing Alzheimer's disease, and that's one of the reasons we're hearing more about it. And Dr. Grossberg, uh, as we are living longer, which is a, a good thing, are the, what are the risk factors? For example, is the diabetic individual more prone to Alzheimer's disease than others? Yeah, so there are a lot of risk factors, a lot of risk factors for Alzheimer's disease, and uh, poorly controlled diabetes is one of them as is poorly controlled blood pressure. Uh, generally speaking, um, the better we take care of our heart and cardiovascular health, the better it is for the brain. So managing things like diabetes, high blood pressure, hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol, high lipids, obesity, lack of exercise, all of these lifestyle factors can increase the risk of Alzheimer's disease if we don't pay attention to them. Oh, I see. So, okay, so the medical community then really has a kind of a comprehensive program 
So do you work with patients and do you encourage what? More exercise for them or? Yes, I, mean, I work with I mean, patients and families. Yeah, I work with patients yeah. and families every day. And we do focus on lifestyle modification, which is trying to manage risk factors. And one of them, as you're alluding to, is lack of physical activity, lack of exercise. Another is a lack of mental activity, the importance of keeping the brain stimulated, a lack of social activity. We don't want people to be hermits. And then we also value the spiritual uh, or mindfulness activity that patients can participate in. All of those are important as far as lifestyle modification to delay or decrease the risk of Alzheimer's disease. Wow, that uh, our guest, for those just tuning into the show, our guest is Dr. George Grossberg, a physician, uh, discussing problems with Alzheimer's. Dr. Grossberg, that sounded very comprehensive. And may I ask, is there a particular demographic that gets Alzheimer's? For example, are people who are poorly educated, more poorly nourished, and therefore more prone to Alzheimer's? Well, you know, there are risk factors, and uh, we think that having more education or just exercising the brain, not necessarily formal education, but keeping mentally active throughout life may be potentially protective. So we don't want to be brain dormant, as I've called it. We also know that nutrition is very important. Uh, poor nutrition can also be a risk factor, vitamin deficiencies, and so on. Wow, you seem to be offering a very comprehensive approach uh, Dr. Grossberg, so you graduated from which which undergraduate and graduate schools did you receive your medical degree? Oh, I got my medical degree at St. Louis University Medical School, and I've done my residency there. But undergraduate, I went to Yeshiva University in New York. All right, and so uh, St. Louis University, uh, St. Louis is a is a city that there is a lot of uh, poverty, uh, if I can say that, uh, not to slander uh, St. Louis. Uh, is St. Louis more prone to these problems with Alzheimer's? So St. Louis as a city um, is uh, has a very high concentration of minority individuals, particularly African-Americans. And unfortunately, uh, Alzheimer's disease, the prevalence is higher in certain minority groups, including African-Americans, as well as, you know, Hispanic and Latino Americans. A lot of that may have to do with the factor you mentioned before, which is lifestyle, that they may not be able to afford, you know, sometimes to eat healthy or to be able to get the level of health care that others are able to. So they have chronic conditions that may not be as well managed. You mentioned diabetes. I mentioned high blood pressure. All those things are important. And often minority populations don't have access to proper health care. And because of that, they may be at higher risk for Alzheimer's disease. Yes. Yes, that, sound, that sounds comprehensive. Uh, for those just tuning into the show, our guest is Dr. Uh, George T. Grossberg, an MD, and we're discussing Alzheimer's. Now, Dr. Grossberg, there is also a question about agitation when people have dementia, uh, when people have Alzheimer's, because after all, if you have a grandparent uh, living with you that you're taking care of, and they wake up in the middle of the night and turn the stove on or all the burners on. They can, you know, burn down the house. So it isn't funny. And it, I guess you really have to keep an eye on these people 24 hours a day. So it can be very burdensome to the care, to the caregivers. Absolutely. You're, you're quite right about that. And agitation is one of the most common and most impactful symptoms in Alzheimer's dementia. 
We can see it throughout the disease, but becomes more common with progression of Alzheimer's disease. And it can be anything from shouting or screaming or cursing to maybe um, restlessness, pacing that can't be redirected, even more overt aggressive behaviors like striking out or kicking and spitting and so on, which obviously is very, very impactful and quite stressful for the patient as well as for the family and the care partners. Yes, yes. Everything you described is is really very stressful. Yeah. And so, uh, Dr. Dr. Grossberg, uh, what do you recommend we do about that? Well, I think the first uh, recommendation is to make sure that when we visit our healthcare provider, and I'm one of them, and they're all very busy because they may not ask about behavioral things, to make sure that you mention to them about this serious behavior of agitation and how impactful it is. They need to get information. They need to get details because when you give them the information and the details, that begins that partnership of you working together with the healthcare provider to develop a treatment or management plan. Right, right. Yeah, that, that makes that makes that makes perfect sense. Uh, uh, for those uh, tuning into the show again, our guest is Dr. George T. Grossberg. He's a physician, graduate from St. Louis University School of Medicine, and we're discussing Alzheimer's and agitation in Alzheimer's, which unfortunately is a terrible problem. It's just, a, it's just, I hate to say that, it's such a terrible problem for the person who is sick with Alzheimer's, but also for the family around that person. It is a very difficult disease. Dr. Grossberg, is there any, is there any medication that you're happy to recommend that is, is helpful in some way? Yeah, so I think when, when, when we get together with the healthcare provider and provide the details, uh, they can obviously discuss with the family and with the patient a range of treatment options. The range is from using medications, which sometimes are indicated, but we always begin and start with non-medication interventions. We want more information about the environment. We want more information about how the family is interacting with the individual to make sure that their style isn't making irritability or agitation worse, to make sure that the environment isn't too noisy or too stressful or too stimulating, make sure we have a calming soothing environment. We use things like uh, soothing, calming music or therapeutic touch or aromatherapy or, you know, reminiscing by looking at family photos in an album or sitting down and doing artwork together. Anything that calms the patient down that's diversionary is going to help the agitated behavior without the necessity to think about medications. You know, our, our discussion is Alzheimer's, and uh, it's a terrible, uh, terrible problem. It's not, uh, you know, there's nothing, uh, I hate to say this, glamorous about it. It's just terrible. And Dr. Grossberg, would you say, as a physician treating Alzheimer's, that when a person has Alzheimer's, sometimes they behave very rationally? So they're not frighteningly bad all the time, and they might even be good, say, 70% of the time. And 30% of the time, you see that they're obviously not behaving properly. Is that, is that an assumption? Am I wrong in that assumption? No, 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 you're absolutely right. So even as we talk about agitation, which is kind of our focus right now, we can see chronic agitation that's present on a day-to-day basis, but you can also see episodic agitation. So we know that it can occur throughout the disease, and as you pointed out, a very impactful, very serious problem. 
oh, it is a very serious problem. Our guest is Dr. George T. Grossberg, a physician, MD, and we're discussing Alzheimer's. Dr. Grossberg, how can the listeners of Here's to Your Health contact you to find out more about quality care for the Alzheimer's person? Yeah, so there's a great website, particularly focusing on behaviors, especially agitation, that's called Managing Agitation in ALZ, that's all one word, dot com. Managing Agitation in ALZ dot com. A lot of useful practical information there for your audience. Okay, and our guest is Dr. George T. Grossberg. Dr. Grossberg, give us that site once again. Managing Agitation in ALZ, all one long word, dot com. And Dr. Grossberg, are you taking patients yourself? I'm always accepting patients, but unfortunately, like a lot of us, I do have a waiting list, but yes. Our guest has been Dr. George T. Grossberg, a physician and medical doctor, and we've just been discussing Alzheimer's, which unfortunately is a terrible illness, and we, you know, need to take care of ourselves and our loved ones. Uh, This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We take a short break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. And most American diets are low in important omega-3 oils. Omega-3 oils are the vital components of fish that provide numerous health benefits. Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems supply concentrated amounts of these omega-3 oils that are needed to support vision, brain function, and a healthy heart. Each great-tasting Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gem Soft Gel contains 1,250 milligrams of fish oil from deep, cold-water fish. That supplies a full 800 milligrams of omega-3s, all in only one easy-to-swallow soft gel. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence, for they are tested for purity, potency, and freshness by an independent FDA-registered laboratory. Ask for Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems at your favorite natural food retailer today. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. I'm happy to say that I have the uh, music impresario, uh, Rich Uloa. And Rich has worked with many artists and labels over the years. And Rich has uh, several new projects, and the project we're discussing today is the Pete Ham tribute album. Pete Ham, as you remember, was the uh, one of the founders, or the founder, of Badfinger, and really not the only author, but one of the principal authors or songwriters for that enormously successful band who was so well-liked that really the Beatles uh, discovered them and uh, signed them. Uh, and uh, kind, and they and and guess brought them along anyway. So you may know that uh, Pete Ham unfortunately was very depressed because uh, someone in management possibly was uh, stealing his money and the rest of the band's money. And Pete Ham unfortunately killed himself, which is a terrible thing. And uh, so now, all these years later, there is a tribute album to Pete. Uh, many of his great songs and many great artists on it. And the person who put this together was Rich Uloa, who is our guest today. Rich, 
Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, very happy to have you on. And again, you have a rich history uh, in music as a fan and then as, uh, you know, an impresario in music. And uh, what prompted you to put together this uh, lovely uh, Pete Ham tribute album? Well, it goes back a long way. Um, I would say that Pete Ham is probably my favorite musician of all time. Wow. Now, I'm not saying he's the best musician. You know, I'm not comparing him to the Beatles or Bob Dylan or anything, but he's the one whose music touched me the most over the years. And I discovered Badfinger in 1970 when I was a 15-year-old kid. I heard Come and Get It on the radio when I was 15. And it wasn't until like a year later where I heard their third album called Straight Up that I fell in love with Badfinger, and especially the songwriting of Pete Ham. His songs really hit me, like songs like Baby Blue, Day After Day, name of the game and i became a huge badfinger fan back in 1971 and 72 i even got to see them in concert the original band twice once in 72 and once in 73 and so my love for badfinger was has been you know a lifelong uh thing and i was crushed when i heard that pete killed himself i read it in rolling stone like two weeks after it happened and back then you know pete was not a household name it wasn't like Jimi hendrix or jim morrison or janice were it was front page news. And I was just reading Rolling Stone random notes one day and I saw that Pete Ham killed himself. I was devastated. Right. So you know, my thing. love for Badfinger has been a lifelong thing. But about twenty years ago, I, I got this like idea of doing a tribute album. Because my label, I my label in nineteen and twenty years ago had put out a lot of records and the thought of doing a tribute album entered my mind probably in two thousand three, two thousand and four, but I just didn't have the wherewithal the resources or the connections to, to make it happen on a grand scale. Um, fast forward um, until two years ago, I made a decision. I'm going to do a Pete Ham tribute record. And I wasn't exactly sure uh, how to go about it. I wasn't sure who I was going to ask to do it, but I was going to start it. And we started our first one in July of 2021 with Amanda Green doing Name of the Game. And the project just uh, took on a life of its own. Uh, I would say that, uh, you know, we identified several artists that, you know, we've had relationships with and, you know, had worked with in the past. And I started talking about the record to other people. And the next thing I know, um, a friend of mine says, you know, do you know Stan Lynch? And I go, no, I don't. And he says, I think he'd be interested in being on the record. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'd love to talk to him. I just don't know him. And so my friend... Bill DeYoung, who did the liner notes for the record, introduced me to Stan, and Stan got back to me, and he was enthusiastic about being involved. Excuse me, Rich, so Stan plays drums for uh, Tom Petty? Stan was the founding member with Tom Petty of the Heartbreakers. I wouldn't say the founding member, but he was there from the inception of the first album up until, I believe, 94. Okay. And he's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just a great guy. And he got back to me and he was enthusiastic about it. He says he has he was doing a new band called The Speaker Wars and he agreed to do No Matter What. And Speaker Wars um, have a wonderful singer named John Davis, Jonathan Davis from Texas, and it's it's the new project for Stan. Doesn't matter what you do, girl, ooh, girl, 
just grew from there and you know i reached out to different people and it grew from a, a 15 or 16 song tribute then you know then it was a 20 song tribute and then i made a decision you know what 
there's so many artists that want to be a part of this and their enthusiasm is really, you know, contagious. So I decided to go full on and make it a double CD and do every Pete Ham song that was ever recorded by Badfinger <laughs> on official releases. Wow. And that's what the project is. And we also added three demos that Pete Ham had uh, recorded uh, in the, before he passed. And they were basically, uh, st- st- you know, stuck in, uh, in Pete's, in the family's basement. And then next thing you know, uh, Dan Matavina, who wrote the great book on Badfinger called Without You, worked with the Ham Estate to release two volumes on Ryko Disc of Pete Ham acoustic demos. And we took three songs from those demo collections. And that's how we got 34 different songs wow. on a double CD. Wow. Yeah. I will say this about uh, Pete Ham. His songs had a remarkable clarity to them, which I think is terribly difficult for uh, for an author, let me put it that way, to, to get on vinyl. And so he, they really, his best stuff was really f- just fantastic. And after all, the Beatles, who know slouches themselves as when it comes to talent, they seem to have felt that all the members of the band had were talented individuals and that's high praise and didn't pete ham do a uh, duo with george harrison at the concert for bangladesh in new york city yes uh well george loved pete loved pete and in fact when george did the album with phil Spector, all things must pass uh pete ham and two of the other members of badfinger actually contributed and played acoustic and electric guitars so when uh, george uh, put together the uh, the bangladesh concert he asked uh, pete Joey and Tom Evans of the band to join them for the conference. And when they did Here Comes the Sun, which was one of the centerpiece songs of the concert, Pete joined George, and it was just the two of them. It's a magical moment. That yeah, and, That's uh, really fabulous, yeah. 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 One thing about the Beatles, they certainly were gracious. They, they did like to work with talented people, and they acknowledged them, too, uh, which is, you know... Uh, when Billy Preston played with the Beatles, they they kind of embraced them as like the fifth Beatle. It wasn't Murray the K, you know. It was not I Murray know. the K, you know. So that was that rem- very impressive. Yeah, I, I remember when I bought the single. I was in junior high, and I bought the single "Get Back" on Apple Records, <laughs> yeah. and I, I was shocked. I said, "The Beatles with Billy Preston? Right. Who's Billy Preston?" Right. And then, of course, obviously, we all found out later. Yeah, the Beatles, their, their record label was uh, quite a hotbed of creativity. Uh, they they discovered James Taylor. Right. right. And, uh, Peter Asher signed him. Peter Asher also was the one who signed Badfinger when they were called the Ivies and Mary Hopkin, uh, Billy Preston. They, they, it was a really cool label for wow. a while there. Right. Yeah, for, yes, it was for a while. And uh, mm-hmm. as you had a lot of talented people who contributed to this. And, you know, Melanie, kind of a personal favorite of mine, you know, Melanie contributes. It's really, it's really very impressive. Uh, so who are some of the people whose names you'd like to mention who, who contributed to this new... Uh, Pete Ham tribute album on your label. Uh, and by the way, so the listeners of Here's to Your Health, they can pick up a copy of your new, uh, the new Pete Ham tribute album. How, how, do, I, how do they contact you? We, we have a website, ytmusiconline.com. And, but we've been basically directing all of our sales through Amazon for the most part because we have national world, global distribution through Amazon, all the different uh, Amazon in Japan and England. So uh, it's the, the most convenient way for people is just to buy it through Amazon. Okay. It's at a really, it's at a great price, and of course, you know, with the, most people have their free shipping, so we recommend Amazon for, for now. All right, and, and uh, uh, some of the artists on the record, you know, it's just it grew. Um, I told you about Stan Lynch and uh, Speaker Wars. They they have two versions of No Matter What, and and 
Stan uh, put me in touch with Dan Baird from the Georgia Satellites, and huh? they have a new band band called The Chefs, and they have they have the second track on the record, which is fantastic. I can't take it. Some of the other artists uh, we have Shelby Lynn, and the reason we were lucky to get Shelby, she was so gracious to agree to do it. Um, her producer Ben Peeler is a longtime friend of mine, who is the founding member of the Mavericks, and and he produced the track for Ben Peeler. And we have uh, Amy Allison, the daughter of Mose Allison, who's one of my all-time favorite singers. What an amazing voice she has. She's on the record. Of course, Melanie, who is one of my all-time oh, favorite artists. Hey, she's great, yeah. I like her, too. Since yeah. I was a 15-year-old kid. I like her, And yeah. uh, that was a thrill to get her on the record. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And, um, and we have Amy Rigby and her husband, uh, Reckless Eric. They do a great song. We have... Um, Excuse me, Rec- Lee- I have a question. Yeah. So Reckless Eric... Did, was, did you see him in the studio, or did he send it in from Britain? No, no. All, almost all of the artists, with the exception of the the ones we cut here in South Florida, all the artists produced the tracks on their own and sent them to me. Finished okay. mixes and everything, and we had a master, of course, on our end. Okay. But, um, yeah, that was the other thing, uh, which was so great. The artists were excited to be on the record, and they spent their own time and resources, in some cases, to, uh, to produce the tracks. Excuse me. Uh, so, uh, our guest is Rich Uloa. And Rich Loa has a new uh, Pete Ham tribute album. Uh, Rich, so uh, Reckless Eric, now there's someone who I knew of his career. You know, I followed him a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he was never a major artist. But would you consider him kind of a a precursor to punk? He was he was around before punk, wasn't he? Well, he, he started out at the same time as Elvis Costello. Okay. His first right. record. He right. was on Stiff Record Label, yeah. just okay. as was Elvis. Mm. And yeah, I would say he was in those early days of the punk scene. He's always been an eclectic um artist you know very interesting material um i remember he put out this double 10 inch record that we used to carry at our record store uh which was really cool i you know i never uh after the stiff record label uh eric had a you know interesting career you know producing his own records uh for many years and then he married amy rigby and they've collaborated on projects together in fact um eric had a track in today's in the super bowl last year one of the one of the commercials Used one of Eric's songs, which was I thought was really cool. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. That's certainly a. Oh, that's good. That so, shows he, people think he's talented. Oh, good. Oh uh, yeah. So it was really cool to have Reckless Eric and Amy Rigby collaborate on a track, and some of the other artists. Uh, we have Grammy Award winning Elston Torres from South Florida, Grammy nominated artist who does "Take It All." One of uh, my favorite tracks on the record is um, the first track by Mary Lee Cortez, and her husband Eric Amble, who's a well-known and highly respected national producer produced the track and it came out so great the second i heard it i go that's the lead track from the record <laughs> and oh. um and we have a lot of artists who are are in the yt stable of artists like um like mary carlson uh, amanda green um arlen filey's these are some of the artists that i've worked with in the past and released some of their albums and other artists that you might um albert castiglia is a national blues castiglia He's a national blues artist who had um, his last two records have actually uh, been number one on the Billboard charts. And his last record was a collaboration with Joe Bonamassa. And we were thrilled to have him on the record as well. So I'm very proud of the record. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the the let's say the the diversity of artists, I think, is really, you know, quite striking. Our guest is Richard Uloa and Rich is the uh impresario put together the new pete ham tribute album 
with a variety of very talented people, and it's on the Y&T Music label. You can get it through Amazon. And Rich, uh, is your new album getting airplay on college radio stations? Who's playing your Who's playing your new album? No, we're we're not focusing on college. Uh, our main focus is um, we've been on three different serious radio channels so far, huh? which is great. And uh, and we've approached. Um, We've serviced like about 14 different uh, channels on Sirius because we have you know such a wide variety of, of music on there. You know, we, I think we're going to get played on Outlaw Country. We've been played on the Beatles Channel, the Tom Petty Network, and um, there's several other channels, and also um, Little Stevens Underground. Oh, Little Stevens! Oh, yeah, he's yeah. fun. Yeah, he's very good. And uh, we're going to be played uh, on uh, Whisper and Bob show and the BBC and Bob Harris, who's one of the most uh, influential uh, DJs in you know in england for many years he used to uh, host the great old gray whistle test which was a great tv show mm-hmm. and and there's other um there's a band from swansea wales on the record which is uh, pete's hometown called balsamo collins and riley and we just released their first video just last week and they're working the record in england and they've already secured radio play on like four like four or five different uh radio channels including the bbc so um, yeah, I, I think the rate the, and the, and the pro, the campaign is really just starting. I'll be promoting this record for at least you know the rest of the year. Oh, very you good. Know, we're gonna we're gonna be releasing uh, more videos. So far, we have three artists that have given us videos with more to come, and we also are gonna do a live virtual event on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, which will be like a ninety minute program where uh, we will show a few videos. Artists might play. Um, acoustic versions of the songs talk about pete ham will have the ceo of the mental health association also uh being involved right um because they're a wonderful organization here in south florida that are doing amazing things uh you know in the field of mental health and suicide prevention yeah rich do me a favor rich uh Mm -hmm. give me a favor uh Mention the name of that mental health organization again. Who really is trying to do some very good work? What's what's the name? It's of that? MHA, also known as the Mental Health Health Association of America. Okay, and we're working with the Southeast Branch here in South Florida, and uh, they're just doing incredible things. I was so inspired. Um, you know, I've, I've been to one of their events, and I've seen so many people speak who are doing just incredible things in our community. And mental health is a very important issue to me, sure. uh, not right. only because, you know, two members of Badfinger uh, took their own lives, right. you know, Tommy Evans, too, six yeah. years, le- uh, eight years later. But it's also a, an issue that's dear to my heart because, you know, I'm to be honest with you, I've struggled with mental issues my, my life, sure. you know, sure. and uh, and I have lots of friends who have, too, and still do to this day. Sure. Sure. So it's a it's a it's a, a, an issue that's very important to me. Sure. Also, they're on uh, two of the tracks that are played on uh, the latest from the greatest syndicated feature with the Insane Darwin this week. So they're on the 12 uh, stations this week uh, with two of the tracks. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, I'd like to, off off the air, I'd love to get more information about this channel. That's great. Thank you. Very good. Rich, so uh, as we wind up the interview, our, our guest is Rich Uloa, the impresario, which is a lovely word, who put, <laughs> uh, and, and appropriate, and Rich put together the new Pete Ham tribute album, which has a, a, some great songs on it, of course, but also people who are interpreting the songs are very talented, and it's really a very nice uh, album. 
I use the word album rather than CD because I just like the way album sounds. But the I do some, too. Yeah, thank I, you, Rich. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's an album. It's no an question album, yeah. about it. And uh, yeah. our guest has been Rich. Rich, as we wind down the interview, once again, give the listeners of Here's to Your Health your contact information so they can find out more about your work and your label. Well, our label website, our official website is YT Music, the letters YT, the word music, online.com. Very good. YTMusicOnline.com. And all my contact information is on there and information about the history of our label, all the work we've done. So it's there's a lot of information on our website. And our guest com. has been Rich Uloa. Uh, Rich uh, put together this new Pete Ham tribute album, which I suggest you listen to because it's very good. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back after these important messages. The latest from the greatest, the best in new music by classic rockers, with your host, the insane Daryl Wayne. This is Alice Cooper, and if Daryl Wayne is insane, what does that make me criminally insane? Stick around to find out. Many of the artist interviews for the latest from the greatest have been captured on audiobook. There is a volume one and volume two. Great information and conversations with people in the industry and people surrounded by the industry, and of course, the rock stars themselves. I'm the Reverend Al Green, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne. And I said, Wayne Insane. You can find it on Amazon or Blackstone Audio. Search for the latest from the greatest from Daryl Wayne, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-W-A-Y-N-E. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne. Aren't you? Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. If you have any questions about the guests or topics discussed tonight, please give us a call at 818-707-0005. That number is 818-707-0005. This is Josh Lane. On behalf of the cast and crew... I would like to wish you a healthy and safe good evening.